Today's lesson is called You Shall Love Your Neighbor. Uh, there's a lot a lot to this but it's a simple it's a simple message and it, it won't go very long but I want to tie it in a little bit to last week cuz last week last week we looked at Exodus 19 um in four, verses 4 through 6 and we've been uh, doing those looking at those verses a lot lately um And in Exodus 19, God called the nation of Israel to be to him a nation of priests or a kingdom of priests. And I believe, and that was the point of last week's lesson, is that 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 meant they were to be a nation that would be an intermediary between God and all the other peoples on the earth. God was trying to draw all people to him through the nation of Israel. And that purpose was accomplished on occasion by the Jews, and we considered uh, some examples last week, but it really now is being accomplished fully by Jesus Christ and its church, or at least it should be if we're doing our job. And so today, as we hear the words of God um, that are spoken to the Israelites in Leviticus, the passage we're going to look at today, we're going to continue to learn about God's love for all people. So I'm going to ask us to consider this theme again, is that God loves everyone. Um, He's always loved all people from all nations, and he showed his love to the sons of Israel and then demanded that they show that love to others. That love extends to all people still today, even to you, even all of us as we watch. Now, if you'll pardon me for just one second, got to clear this junk out of my throat. <clears throat> All right, so we're going to go to uh, Exodus, or excuse me, Leviticus 19. Don't be surprised if I make that mistake again. So Leviticus 19, we're not going to be in Exodus again at all today. So when I say Exodus, just plan on jumping to Leviticus. Leviticus 19 is our primary chapter. We're going to have a second, uh, a second sermon from here next week. Uh, so two weeks uh, here in Leviticus 19. And in Leviticus 19, I want to turn to one of the later uh, verses to establish a principle that I think is going to be just, it's a vital principle for, uh, as we understand God. It's just a vital principle for we who come to know God and understand God and know what he's done for us. He demands something of us. So let's consider this principle today. And to establish this principle, uh, we're going to go to verses 33 and 34. The principle is this, is that we are to do for others what God has done for you. Do for others what God has done for you. This is the passage that was read in our scripture reading, uh, Leviticus 19, 33 and 34. When a stranger or when an alien, you know, uh, somebody from another nation comes into your nation, when, a, when somebody who's not part of your community, he's not part of your family, not part of your nation, but when a stranger resides with you in your land, you shall not do him wrong. You shall, or excuse me, verse 34, the stranger who resides with you shall be to you as the native among you, and you shall love him as yourself. For you were aliens in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Notice that phrase. Well, first of all, when he says, I am the Lord your God, that means you better be listening. 
I'm the Lord your God. I'm the one who's speaking to you. You better be listening. And he's reminding them of who they are. He's reminding them of where they came from. For you were aliens in the land of Egypt. You shall love the aliens because you were aliens. So this is a great reminder to us. And we saw it in, in Exodus 19 as he was reminding them, that, hey, I delivered you out of there, and I cared for you, and I loved you, and I brought you to myself. So you better think about who you're dealing with. And so now you got to listen to me and do what I tell you to do. And here's the same thing. He's saying, you guys were aliens, and I was kind to you. I loved you. So you need to love others. You need to do for others what I have done for you. So here's the principle to us. And I hope, and Christians don't always get this done well, but we are going to, right? We are going to be the ones who hear and do what God demands of us and, draw, and tells us to do. We are going to do for others what God has done for us. So uh, Leviticus 19, the very next verses, it's a similar thought He's not talking about loving others or aliens, but it's the same principle. It's remember what I've done for you. Verses 35 and 36, the end of 19. You shall do no wrong in judgment, in measurement of weight or capacity. You shall have just balances, just, just weights, a just ephah, and a just hen. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. You shall thus observe all my statutes and all my ordinances and do them. I am the Lord. So here again, he's saying, you need to treat others fairly. You need to be just in your judgments. And even when you weigh things, you're going to be just. You act fairly. And he and the point is, is because I was fair with you. The Egyptians weren't treating you fairly. They, they did at the beginning when you went and resided in that land as aliens, but then they enslaved you. But I'm the one who was fair to you, and I came and set you free. So what I've done for you, you need to do for others. I was fair with you. You be fair to others. Do for others what God has done for you. Isn't that, that's a nice principle. Sounds, I, very much, you know, God, Jesus said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. It's, it's that same kind of tone. If God's done something for you, you need to do the same for others. Let's go to a New, a New Testament passage. Let's go to Ephesians. Ephesians, and we're going to look at chapter 4, verses 32, the very last verse, and then into chapter 5, the first two verses. Ephesians, 5, Ephesians 4, 32. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ has forgiven you. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love, just as Christ also loved you. And gave himself up for us, an offering and sacrifice uh, to God as a fragrant aroma. So you hear it in there twice. You hear it, um, God, in, God in Christ has forgiven you, so you need to forgive others and be tender-hearted and forgiving. 
And then you hear it again in the very next cha next chapter, chapter 5, verse 1. You need to be loving because God was loving to you. And he even tells the extent. He challenges us to, if we're going to be loving like God, if we're going to do for others what God has done for us, he tells us, challenges us in the extent of that because God loved us and gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice. Uh, so that's a reference to Jesus and what he's done for us. We need to do the same for others. Another verse that I'm going to tack on to this is you see, uh, for those of you who received the, um, the PDF the, um, for today's bulletin, the outline's in there. These verses are in there. Romans 5, 8. Romans chapter 5, verse number 8. And, it, and this, you know, if we're supposed to do for others what God has done for us, here's another challenge in that. And that is, God, but God demonstrates his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I'm going to add verse number 10. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. Enemies. So here's what God does. He calls us to love like he loved. And the extent of that is that he loved us not when we loved him. Not, he, this is love is that he first loved us and gave his, his son as a sacrifice for us. So if this principle is, is true and we understand this to be right, that we're supposed to do for others what God has done for us, then we understand that when I was an enemy of Christ, that's when he came and died for me. That's the extent to which God loves. That's the extent to which I am called to love others. Not when they love me, not when they do good to me, but I am called to love everyone, even if they're enemies, even if they oppose me, even if there's they set themselves up against me, even if I don't like them, even if they cut me off in traffic, even if they step on my toes, even if whatever it is, we're called to love. Of course, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 and 44, you have heard it said that you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you. Now that remind that sounds very much like we hear in Leviticus, doesn't it? Pray for your enemies. Love your enemies. And we heard that, you know, they were commanded. We, we tend to not think in the terms of the Old Testament of what we hear in Leviticus chapter 19. We tend to not think about God being a loving God who has called his, his nation of, that he loves to love others. But that's what he said in... Um, Verse number 34, you shall love him as yourself. Who was he called to love? Aliens, those from foreign lands, all people. That's who they were called to love. So I think this, this chapter in Leviticus, it relates very much to what we were looking at last week in that we're called to uh, just consider others uh, the, the nation of Israel was actually to be a kingdom of priests uh, and reaching out and helping draw other people to God. So I think this is a vital principle that fits all through all of Scripture is that we're supposed to do for others what God has done for us.
Uh, this, this command, Israel was commanded to love even strangers or even aliens. Let's go back to Leviticus 19. It says here, when you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not reap to the corners of your field, nor shall you gather the gleanings of your harvest, nor shall you glean your vineyard, nor shall you gather the fallen fruit from your vineyard. You shall leave them for the needy and for the stranger or the alien. I am the Lord your God. You better listen to this. You better hear this. God cares about the needy and he cares about the alien. God cares about all peoples everywhere. So again, it's his love that he's, he's showing. He loves the alien. He loves the strangers. He loves foreigners. And now on to verses 17 and 18. Leviticus 19, 17 and 18. You shall not hate your fellow countrymen in your heart. And literally, you, you shall not hate your brother. So you shouldn't hate your relatives. You sh- shouldn't hate your countrymen. The, uh, Israel was all one family, right? You shall not hate your brother in your heart. You may surely reprove your neighbor, but shall not incur sin against, because of him. You shall not take vengeance, nor bear any grudge against the sons of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. So here's the second greatest commandment, and it's in the reading that you're challenged to read on your own. Um, The greatest commandment, love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Right here in Leviticus 19, we see this passage, and it's to love your neighbor. Of course, in that passage, you're going to read somebody ask, well, who is my neighbor? And, and I think this verse 17 and 18, saying to love your neighbor, it's in the context of countrymen. But then you keep reading in this chapter, and you see this neat thing is that, that this love, it, it isn't extended just simply to uh, the person who lives right next door to you. It doesn't extend just to your family. It doesn't extend just to your neighbor or just a block away. It extends to everyone, even foreigners. So we go on, and we're going to end with verses 33 and 34, right where we started. And just hear this again. When a stranger resides with you, when an alien is in your land, with you in your land, you shall do him no wrong. The stranger who resides with you shall be to you as the native among you. And you shall love him as yourself. For you were aliens in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. It's a beautiful thing that you see here. God's telling his people, even foreigners, even those people who are unclean from the foreign lands, you, the stranger resides with you, shall be to you as the native. Treat them like you do your neighbor who lives right next door. And you shall love them as you love yourself. The principle is there because God God did that for us. Well, in in that context, he did that for, for the Jews. He was like, I was kind to you when you were in the foreign land. And I, I brought you up out of that land. I showed you mercy. I loved you. So you need to love others. You need to show mercy to others. 
And this is the principle. We need to think about what has God done for us? Because what he's done for us, we need to do for others. Take this principle with you and do for others what God has done for you. God loves everyone. He wants everyone to be in a loving relationship with him. For God so loved the world. Think about John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave the most valuable gift that he had. He gave his only begotten son, his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. That's what God has done for you. He has given his most precious gift. He has, he has bought you and paid a great price for you so that you don't have to, to die and go to hell. And he, he paid that gift because he loved you, because he loves us, and it's because he loves the whole world. And so we're called to consider that. of What God has done for us, we need to do for others. We need to, to show the love of Christ to others. So that is the challenge for us, is to, to follow that command, to do that. I want to challenge um, the people out here today who are listening. If you're a believer, if you're a Christian, I want you to read Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 37. And it's the introduction and then the parable of uh, the Good Samaritan. Luke 10, 25 through 37. Take, your, take some time today and read that, or maybe read it once every day of this week. And kind of keep track. Make a record of the times that you show mercy this coming weeks. Because there are times when you're in your home that you can show mercy to someone else, or that you can show love to somebody else. I got two cards in the mail yesterday. Somebody who was taking the time to do what God had done for them. Somebody sharing uh, some words of encouragement with me. And so I was a recipient of God's love yesterday through somebody else. You can do something like that. You can show mercy. You can show love. You can extend grace to others because that's what God has done for you. And he calls us to do the same. He says, do for others what God has done for you. If you're not a Christian, then uh, God's love calls out to you. He has shown you great love and mercy through Jesus. And if you don't understand that, you, it doesn't make sense to you, call me and let me know. We'll talk about it. We can share some scriptures and learn about that love. But he calls, God's love calls to us. It calls to you. And he says, come to me. And so I hope you'll, I hope you'll come to him. I hope you'll consider Jesus and give your life to him. And I hope for the Christians, if, if there's something you need, to, you need prayers for, I hope you'll reach out to the church or reach out to me now. You're welcome to do that. If you're not a Christian, you want to respond to the invitation of Jesus to receive his love and, and receive him in baptism and give your life to him, make a covenant of, of love with him and follow him all your days, you're welcome to, to do that now. You can respond right now. Um, you can call me. You can text me on my cell phone. It's in the other room. If I hear it, I'll run and grab it. I didn't put it in my pocket today. But get a hold of me. Now or later, I don't care. But let me know, and we will study. We will pray. We will learn together. If anybody needs to respond, we're going to sing a song now, and you're welcome to call me now or make that personal decision in your life to do what you need to do to be right with God.